<laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the levels that this show is stooping to tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a Chunker product? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully posable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Made so separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 270 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, man? Well, first off, Peach Mango Bang running through me this week, powering me through the show. But first and foremost, I want to throw out a huge huge thank you to the great the amazing the incredible the man with an april 1st birthday dobro for sending me a birthday gift i just got it last night dude would you like to guess what dobro got me for my birthday okay it's something you like right uh something i love actually two somethings that i love are they beads (sighs) i know you love those just don't pull them out too fast. No, no, I'm talking about beads like that hang from uh, ceilings and stuff like that. Oh, like doorway beads. Yeah, yeah. What did you think? No, <laughs> you son of a. No, I, Dobro knows me better than that. That I would not want beads from my doorway, Jeff. So you are incorrect. It is not beads of any type. I was so close. Oh, so close. Yes, you'll know when I tell you. You were so close. Are you done guessing, or would you like to keep going? I'm uh, pretty much done guessing. Two homage shirts, Jeff. The first one, Kevin and Chili, NBA Jam style. Whoa. The second one, Gorilla and Bobby, NBA Jam style. Oh, dude, are you serious? Yes, I could not believe it. And here's the kicker. He was updating me. He's like, okay, it's shipping to you. You should have it today. Keep an eye out for it. Went out to the mailbox. Sure enough, it was there. Came in the house, opened it up, and it was inside of a plastic bag. And the one facing up to me when I opened the package was Gorilla and Bobby. And I'm like, dude, this is incredible. Like, he totally listens to the show. Like, I've talked about that shirt so many times. And I was so, so happy. I get upstairs. I go to open up the bag. I flip it over. And on the other side of the bag is the Kevin and Chili shirt. It was a two for one. And I had no idea. There were two shirts in the bags. And I didn't even realize it until I went to open it up. And just a huge, huge thank you to Dobro for that one amazing it was the perfect gift dobro thank you and again as we said last week april 1st is dobro's birthday everybody social media flood him with all of the birthday love all the floods all of the floods all of the birthday love please april 1st dobro so have you tried on the homage shirts no not yet i'm really weird with new shirts i gotta wash them first same with i don't me. know why i know i know i'm that same way it's gotta be yeah. some, it's gotta be something in the portuguese blood yeah <laughs> maybe and i'm not a clean freak by any stretch but it's just something about a new any new clothing socks shirts sweatpants pants whatever in the wash immediately and i'm gonna do that with the almond shirts before i throw them on so sunday is laundry day all day and uh, so next week, for sure, I'll be rocking the homage threads, but uh, can't wait to try it on. It looks super comfy. I love the look of the shirt. 
Um, and Jeff, we have a code. We do. You can use that code FPP20 at checkout to get 20% off your order over at homage.com. And I actually just got my Heart Foundation MBA GM style shirt. Very nice. Dude, it's so comfortable. It is like legit one of the most comfortable shirts I've ever put on. That's awesome. It's up there with uh, whatamaneuver.net, huh? Absolutely, it is. In fact, I was talking to Rad Chad today, and Rad Chad owns six homage shirts, and he goes with the schmediums. Ah, gotcha, yes. To, you know, it makes his arms look bigger. You know, it's like, do you even lift, bro? You know, that type of thing. Right, accentuate the abs, accentuate the arms. I get right, it. right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Rad Chad is actually yoked if you've ever looked at him, dude. No, that's what I'm saying. If I were to look like Rad Chad, I'd be rocking the schmedium too. <laughs> but anyways, I got mine. I wore it. Oh, dude, it's so comfortable. Nice. So, Jeff, I, I do have a question for you. Yes. A, did you receive your stimmy? And B, did you do anything stupid with it? Answer to A, yes. Have I done something stupid with it? No. Wow, really? Dude, I'm not going to do anything because as I said last week, we're going to see that next spike. We've talked about it last week, but I'm not going to jump in on that because it's going to get ridiculous. And so I'm going to put my money elsewhere to things, maybe, who knows, upgrading the house or maybe buying workout equipment for the garage or I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not going to jump into the pool of going on eBay and buying a bunch of toys that are going to be ridiculously priced that might change in about a year and a half. Okay. Got it. So you have money, but did nothing stupid with it. Correct. Correct. Good for you, dude. Good willpower. You're a better man than I. So to answer your question, no, but have you done anything stupid with it? Yeah, I did. I, well, you know, stupid is in the eye of the beholder, I guess. But, uh, I guess we'll jump into a little bit of toy spotting here. GBM hit me up on Sunday he was like, hey, heard the show. Morning. How's it going? And I'm like, uh-oh, what happened? And he sent me a picture of the NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2-packs. He found them both, hooked me up with both of those. So huge, huge thanks to GBM for hooking me up with the NECA Turtles. They cost about as much as your Mafex Michael Jordan, Jeff. I'll get into that in a second. Yes, brief spoilers. And another brief spoiler before we get into our uh, toy news a little later, Mezco put out, and if you aren't familiar with Mezco, Mezco puts out, Mezco puts out high-end, I guess for the better, lack of a better term, action figures. But there's so much more than that. If you've never seen Mezco before, just, I guess think Hot Toys, but scaled down. All of the quality is there, all of the accessories, they're just crazy articulation and likenesses. Well, Mezco put out their first G.I. Joe, and it's Destro. And he's going to be available first quarter of 2022. Pre-orders just went live this week. So because they're only going to be one or two a year, I had to jump in the pool and get that Mezco Destro. So that purchase has been made. And I'm not one to spread financial advice to people. But if you guys are toy flippers or you want to grab one and hang on to it for a while and watch it go up in value... I think this Destro would be a great figure to pick up for that purpose. Even if you're not a G.I. Joe fan and you're just looking for an investment, I think this one, just being number one out of the shoot and as good as it is, worth a look, if not a pickup for sure. Yeah, you talked me into it. You sent me a couple of emails at work the other day. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need this. 
And then I go back and the screen had still been up after I had walked out out to the warehouse portion of our office. And I come back in and the screen's still up. And I was like, okay, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I was like, damn you, yeah. Scott. <laughs> yeah, it's well worth it. They do a, um, a shot of the back of the box. And it's basically like a, a black back. But then the figure is full color and it shows all the different accessories that come with them. His briefcase, if, if you're familiar with Destro at all, he has a briefcase that has the Cobra logo on it. It's completely light up, and when you open up the case, it's backlit. And those are just some of the cool touches that Mezco puts into their stuff. So that's actually going to be my first Mezco figure ever, and I'm really going to try to limit it just to G.I. Joe, especially because there's only going to be one or two a year maybe. But just because this is number one from them, I had to jump on. That figure is so good. So to kind of answer your question from my original question, yes, I got the Stimmy. Yes, I did some stupid stuff. Okay, so I'll retract what I said. I guess I did do something stupid because I picked up the Destro when I would have never picked that up. So I guess I have used a little bit of the Stimmy to pick up something dumb. My fault. Completely. Yeah, I'm a horrible influence. Me and my beads. <laughs> that hang from your doorway, right? From the doorway, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nowhere else. <laughs> Only slight discomfort. <laughs> the back doorway. <laughs> <laughs> If what are those beads out your back door? <laughs> if you would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram Fully Opposable, WFP. If you want to go back and listen to any of our past podcasts, go on to fullyposablepodcast.com. Or if you want to go all the way back to episode one, go on to Podbean and search Fully Posable, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And also, I'll remind you, Corey, humans next writings are up and it's his wish list go check it out on fullyposablepodcast.com you can send us any audio questions questions or anything else at all to send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com also as scott and i just mentioned we do have a code for homage to save you 20 percent off your order just by using a code of fpp Two zero at checkout. Founded in 2007, Homage turns back the clock with shoutouts to electric moments and personalities in sports, music, and popular culture. From the Nature Boy Ric Flair to Stone Cold Steve Austin, Homage tells stories of triumph, individualism, and hustle, preserving the old school and creating new legacies. Check out homage.com and again, use our code FPP20 to save 20% off those comfortable, comfortable t shirts. And Scott, we need you to give a review after. Uh, you wear those new Kevin and Turkey? No, Kevin and Chili. Kevin and Chili. Turkey Chili. It's uh, not Turkey. It's no. It's, it's not Turkey Chili. It's Turkey Chili. It's a healthier option of chili. <sighs> Apparently, you've never watched The Office and seen Kevin. By the way, did you see on the Gorilla and Bobby shirt, underneath Bobby, it says honesty, and it has like no <laughs> level up bars. It's all red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like BJ Armstrong's dunkability. <laughs> blank popped me right there dude <laughs> <laughs> and you know i will say on homage.com i did go on i looked at a variety of their different shirts on there dude a few of those bo jackson shirts i was so close to pulling the trigger so close and now that i'm gonna have the ones from dobra i'm gonna try those on i may be using our code for a bo jackson shirt right dude they have so many cool shirts but the bad thing is is once they sell out on those shirts it's it's gone they get vaulted and that's it and they're gone. And what's funny is, is they have a page on their website 
where it shows all the shirts that are vaulted and you're looking through them. You're like, that's awesome. Yeah. I saw a lot of them that said sold out on there. And that's specifically why I didn't go to the vault. Cause I was sure I would have wanted to drop like 160 bucks on shirts that were already long gone. So definitely worth a look, just kind of peruse through, see what's on there. Great selection at homage.com. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome selection. A lot of retro shirts, old school baseball logos. Like they have an old school giants logo. They have a lot of Ohio-based teams. So if you're from the Ohio area and you're all in on the Indians, the Reds, or the Ohio State Buckeyes, jump over to Homage and use that code FPP20 to save yourself 20% off. Scott, did you do any toy spotting? Well, we discussed some earlier, but that was pretty much the extent of it, dude. The Turtles from GBM, the Mezco Destro on the pre-order, and that's pretty much it. I'm still waiting on a couple of orders from RSC that were placed a while back. That Warrior uh, WrestleMania 12, the Walter, still haven't gotten him, and the War Games playset as well. So still kind of waiting on some pending orders. So yeah, aside from those couple of things, nope, no toy spotting. It's funny, dude. I like to play the game of pre-ordering something and then forgetting all about it. And then I see an email saying, hey, your order from so-and-so is coming. And I don't open it up because I'm like, ooh, I'm excited because I don't remember what I (laughs) pre-ordered. I sent myself a present and I don't remember. (laughs) Young me sent future me a present. (laughs) (laughs) You're so kind to yourself, dude. I I am, dude. But what happened was this past week I saw in my email that I was getting something from Big Bad Toy Store. And I was like, all right, what am I getting from Big Bad Toy Store? And I was, again, I was playing that game of, okay, what am I getting? So I'm not going to open up this email. I'm going to just drop it into my toy folder and then uh, forget all about it. So I get home and I see the BBTS box on the porch. And I'm like, okay, what is that? And then I started thinking, I was like, where did I order that Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls figure from, Mafex figure from? And I was like, was that Big Bad Toy Store? Was it Heroes? No, it wasn't Heroes Hideout. Where, anyways, I started racking my brain, right? I get out to the porch. I open up the box. Sure enough, it's the Michael Jordan Mafex figure. Dude, the thing is absolutely beautiful. It was pricey on Big Bad Toy Store's website. And it's across the board. Mafex figures are pricey no matter what. But man, holding it, you're like, you forget about the price because of all the accessories. It comes with two basketballs, an extra screaming Jordan head. Um, Okay, I'm not a sneaker guy, but... It has the Jordan 1s and then I think like a Concord. Uh, Eric from Doing the Favor knows all the, he knows all the sneaker games and my buddy Fred does as well. But I think they have the Concords and then I forget which shoes are actually on them. So it comes with three sets of shoes. Nice. And it comes with a little mini court that you can place Jordan on if you decide to open it up, which (laughs) that's not happening. Well, you're tempted though. I'm extremely tempted, but I'm not doing it. Not, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Well, we'll see. We'll see. The more you look at it, dude, you may be like, okay, fine. I'll just pop them out and then maybe put them back in. But if you could get your hands on a rim and a backboard. You mean like the one that came with Shaquille O'Neal back in the starting lineup days? uh, Yes. And let's not forget the starting lineup where you could mail away for the full set as well. The backboard, the rim, the post to hold it all up. And then I think there were four different figures. And I unfortunately did not order the Jordan. I ordered the Patrick Ewing because I didn't have a Patrick Ewing in my 1988 starting lineup collection, but I did have Jordan. So I was a dummy and ordered Ewing instead. No offense to Patrick Ewing. He was amazing, but should have got Jordan. But with your quote that the figure was pricey, is it worth it? And would you buy it again? 
Um, if you were a big Jordan fan and have the extra stimmy money laying around and it doesn't go to any bills or like house payment or anything for the kids, I would say jump on it. But it all comes down to how much you have left over from those Biden bucks. Okay, but say that you did have to have some of your Biden bucks go to an essential, but you're a huge Jordan and or Bulls fan. What do you do? You spending the money? Yeah, spending the money. (laughs) Okay. He is the goat. He is the goat. Yo, dude, hands down he is. I don't want to have this debate, though. LeBron or Jordan. I don't want to have this debate. But It's not a debate. It's very simple. Thank you. I agree. Nobody's ever been as good at their job as Jordan was at basketball. He's the greatest worker ever. Even Bobby, even over Bobby Heenan? Yes, even over Bobby Heenan. Jordan is... Nobody's ever been better at their job than Michael Jordan. All the way from the common man, all the way up to Michael Jordan. Nobody's ever been as good at their job. Uh, so the other day, I also met up with my buddy Norm over at Hayward Target. And Norm actually brought the Okada figure. And dude, holding the Okada figure, I'm so happy I pre-ordered these. I'm happy. I can't wait to get them. Eventually, one day I'll get them from Super Seven, right? Eh, you know, we'll see. It's been eighty-four years. You know what? I think Biden said that we can all enjoy Fourth of July this year. And ironically, I think that's when Super Seven said we can be expecting our New Japan figures. <laughs> all right, July Fourth. Celebrate with loved ones and get your Super Seven figures. There you go. I, I yes. See, this Fourth of July is gonna be great, man. <laughs> it is. And I'm waiting for the email that, oh, sorry, we meant Labor Day. (laughs) Just kidding. But other places got it before we did. Go team. (laughs) So you're happy with them then? Because honestly, I'm reading 50-50 on them. And again, I don't have it personally, but you've held it in hand. You're happy with it. But I'm reading a lot of 50-50, dude. And it seems like a lot of the knocks, primarily because everybody got Okada, that's the one everybody's talking about. But honestly, it's 50-50. People either love them or they strongly dislike them. There doesn't seem to be a middle ground where they're like, uh, it was just okay. It's very polarizing. And it's going to be very, very interesting to see how series two and three do overall. I think you're going to be happy when you receive yours. Oh, I'm sure I will be. I'm sure I will be. I know what I'm expecting from Super 7. I've seen the pictures. So if they're close to the pictures, I'll be happy as well. But like we've been talking about, dude, that leash is awfully short. They don't have the same leeway that AEW slash Jazzwares had with series one through three because they're only charging 20 bucks a figure. Super seven's at 50 bucks a figure. You're not given that same leeway to say, oh, that's fine. You know, put out three series at 50 bucks a figure, four figures every series. Yeah, that's no problem. We'll continue to buy them. Mm-hmm. That's way more expensive. So it's one of those things you guys got to get it together and uh, we'll see. But again, I don't have it in hand, so I can't make a final judgment. But everything I've been reading is very, very polarizing. It's 50-50. By the way, I should probably say I was just joking. Super 7 didn't say that our figures would come 4th of July. That was a joke. No, Biden said that. Oh. Biden addressed the Super 7 controversy. (laughs) He's like, what the hell are those guys doing over there? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, here's your stimmy money and Super 7. Get it together. (laughs) We're going to have herd immunity before these things hit our doorsteps, dude. Yeah. Exactly. Enjoy your Super 7 figures and microchips from the shots. <laughs> and go community. Uh, before we jump into the news, I told Scott this yesterday, but if you guys have a Roku, in the Roku channel, there is a New Japan show each week that you guys can watch. And they're showing old stuff from 2020, but this is the week you guys need to watch. There is a match between 
Ryu Lee, aka Dragon Lee, and Takahashi. Now, Scott, you saw them face off in San Francisco. Yes. Wait till you see this match. I don't know how it could top that one. To be honest, I have not watched it yet. Um, I did watch uh, WrestleMania 19 and 20 today, but I couldn't take time to watch one NJPW match. I'm very embarrassed. I let you down. I apologize. I'm used to it. (laughs) I I find it hard to believe that those two guys could top what they did in San Francisco because Takahashi broke his neck in that match. How do you top that? Does he break his neck again? No, 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 no. Thank God. Thank God. No, just go and watch it. I can't. There's something I want to tell you. But legit, this is one of my favorite matches from 2020. And unfortunately, it it wasn't talked about. But once you watch it, you're just going to be like, holy shit. Okay. I'm expecting an email from you either tomorrow at work or a text message over the weekend going, dude, I just watched that match. Holy shit. Well, so chances are good because I'm recording Drunk Wrestling History tomorrow night. Oh. So there's a strong chance that I'm not going to watch it until probably Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to put the adjustable base into zero gravity, chill in bed, <laughs> and watch that match. That'll be Sunday, dude. I promise. I'll watch it Sunday. Or okay. I'll watch it by Sunday. Okay. Yeah. As I said, this I have a tough time deciding which was my favorite match last year. The Young Bucks versus Omega and Hangman or Takahashi versus uh, Ryu Lee from New Japan. So, And plus, you can go back and watch all the shows that they've already put up. I think they've put up like five or six episodes so and they're not long Oh, nice do we have to uh, register to peacock no you don't have to register if you you have a roku so you could just watch it on roku wonderful so there's no it's not going through peacock at all no i'm actually enjoying the peacock app actually really i am dude celeste and i love the young rock show okay so you're not using it for wwe as of yet no, no, I'm still using the network. I'm I'm going back and watching old stuff. I told uh, I told you this earlier, but I'm going back and kind of doing a chronological order of when I started watching wrestling. So okay. right now I just passed WrestleMania 2 and as of today, March 18th, I ju- just started the very first primetime wrestling show. Okay, gotcha. Can't wait to watch that Jack Haas match. <laughs> 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 Can't wait. <laughs> Super stoked. <laughs> <laughs> and that five-star classic, SD Jones versus Iron Mike Sharp. Oh. And or Barry O. Sit down, Ryu Lee and Takahashi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scott, You're no Molina and Alicia Fox. <laughs> Scott, we have a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Yeah, but what is, you know? Yeah, let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, what you got for other news? Well, Jeff, stop me if you've heard this one, but... A horse walks into a bar. Oh, why the long face? Very good. So, Toys R Us, the brand, has been sold. (gasps) Yes, I know. Shocker. So we know that (laughs) Toys R Us still operates outside of North America, but a company called WHP Global... Not to be confused with Prestige Worldwide, but (laughs) WHP Global has purchased Toys R Us, and there is a strong possibility, almost a guarantee, that North American stores are going to start popping up. So, what that means in the near future, hopefully the near future, hopefully not too far off, Toys R Us's will be a thing again 
in North America because, Jeff, they are seeing the demand for toys. They're seeing the numbers. They're seeing the sales. This is exactly what we discussed last week, that somebody needs to come in and start selling toys outside of Target, Walmart, and some of the major online retailers. And boom, the following week, here's news that the Toys R Us name sold. And there's, I'm not saying anybody listened to the show and did that. This is all in the works. But this is exactly what we discussed last week. And I couldn't be happier. I absolutely could not be happier. They need to start jumping on the ball and start arranging some exclusives with these bigger toy companies where we're all complaining, looking in your direction, Target, about the way you handle your online exclusives, your retail exclusives, all of that garbage that we've been so frustrated about the last year or two. Here comes Toys R Us knocking on the door and they're going to kick it in and they're going to not necessarily right the ship, but I think things are going to get better with another major retailer coming along. So I don't know when it's going to happen, but Toys R Us has been sold, has been purchased, and there are plans to open up big Toys R Us stores again. So good news. Absolutely good news, Jeff. So we should add that when you say North America, you mean the United States. Correct. Yes. There are stores in Canada. Yes, there are stores in Canada, yes. Okay, but within the United States, they are planning to open stores. In, yes, I should have clarified that. Within the United States, because we don't have Toys R Us anymore. This is why we can't have nice things. We ruin everything. <laughs> but we're going to be given a second, well, third, technically, chance with Toys R Us. All I need to hear now is somebody legitimately purchasing the KB Toys name. And they're going to open up KB Toys again. Now you're talking Big Four, dude. And this is not Megadeth. Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer. This is Target, Walmart, KB, and Toys R Us, Big Four. So you give me KB Toys, now we're talking. Anthrax with John Bush, right? How dare you, sir? (laughs) Not that Belladonna crap. Okay. Security. (laughs) Dude, this is what we're talking about. We need more places to sell toys. And it's funny, too, because I was just over by the Hayward Toys R Us, and I took a picture And I posted it to Twitter and I said, hey, anybody know when this place is opening up? I've been outside for a little bit. (laughs) One more year, dude. I know. I know, right? Like they don't even need to do anything. They move right in. The sign's already up. Dude, the one in Dublin is still up. So stores are already in there. Do they really need that big of space though? Why not? I mean, they don't need to sell all the stuff that they did before. I believe it was Tim I was having this conversation with. that They don't need to sell like the Power Wheels and... The clothes, because Babies R Us can be its own brand. But like some of that big, like even books, you know, they can sell the books at Babies R Us. Leave Toys R Us just to the toys. Lose the Power Wheels, lose the the Build-A-Houses and all that other stuff. Just stick to toys. Even You know what? They could get rid of video games too. Because physical media, video games, a lot of stuff is just downloaded now. Maybe lose the video game department or just have a super scaled down model and just stick to toys. Stick to your bread and butter. It's in the name. Maybe that's the way to go. I'm no expert, but, you know, I was talking to Tim about it and that's kind of what both of us discussed. So fingers crossed the relaunch is going to be very successful. And with the popularity of toys, the rise of nostalgia, I think they're in a good, solid position to do really, really well. I would say keep the video games. I mean, talk to people who couldn't find a PS5 last Christmas. 
Hardware's fine. If you want to sell the hardware, that's fine. But have a super scaled down selection of games. Especially when you're basically competing with online. And then GameStop is still out there. Best Buy is still out there. Target, Walmart, sell video games. What's the point? Sell the hardware, that's fine. But maybe not so much on the video games. Cameron Grimes knows all about GameStop right now. Yes, he does. He's a wealthy man because of them. (laughs) What you got for other toy news? Other toy news, Jeff. Hasbro Pulse is hosting a virtual event for all of their lines on April 9th at 11 a.m. Eastern. Just so you don't have to do math in your head, Jeff. That's 8 a.m. our time. Hey, hey, hey. I know all about time changes thanks to WCW NWA back in the day. 605-305. Yep, that's how I knew. I, although, I, although I never knew about Central Time and Mountain Time, I just thought there was just East Coast Time and West Coast Time. <laughs> There's only two. <laughs> that's what I thought, dude. <laughs> that's funny. Eddie Martin knows years based off of WrestleMania. That's actually a good way to remember him. It really is. It really, We're such marks. Right. Hasbro announced new Transformers Beast Wars figures available for pre-order now. Well, at last check, they were still available. They're going to be released on August 1st. You can pre-order them now, or you could. I don't know if they're still out there. The four figures are Megatron, Optimus Primal, Cheetor, and Rat Trap, and all will have the styling and packaging straight out of 1996. So you 90s kids, go get your Beast Wars figures. And Jeff, we talked about Mezco with their first G.I. Joe figure out of the shoot. Destro is up for pre-order now. I got mine at bbts.com. Destro is $100 if you get them at BBTS, non-refundable deposit of $10. Again, this could very well be an investment opportunity if you wanted to just grab them and store them in a closet somewhere for a few years and then see what he goes for after. That wouldn't be a bad idea. He is coming out in first quarter of 2022. And last, Jeff, Super 7. We have a lot of news on them lately. Four new Back to the Future Reaction three and three quarter inch figures available to order now. They'll actually be on a ship in 2022. (laughs) And you might get them by 4th of July, 2023. So you don't watch Walking Dead, Jeff, but there's this one part in Walking Dead where Negan beats a couple of dudes to death with a bat. Okay. You're Negan and Super 7 is dude. I'm I'm sorry. I'm a little bitter. (laughs) You're clubbing them with a barbed wire bat on the show. Bitter. Very. First figure in the set, available to order now, Marty in the yellow radiation suit. Marty in his orange vest, or as was called a life preserver in the first film, with a skateboard. Doc Brown in his white overcoat with Einstein the dog. And 50s Doc Brown with the mind-reading contraption that he was wearing when he first met Marty in the first film. And that rounds out the four Back to the Future reaction figures available now to order at Super 7. Scott, jumping over to WWE news. Well, WWE Mattel, I should say. The latest Ultimate Edition pictures were shown. And first one was Ric Flair. Pink robe. He does come with a hand with the four fingers up to represent the four horsemen. World title. And he has an extra wooing head. Perfect. That is one awesome looking figure, dude. If you are an MOC collector, it's going to look fantastic next to the Charlotte. Good point. Good point. The other one in that is Stone Cold Steve Austin. He'll have a the heavyweight title with the blue strap. And I don't know if you guys remember that, but when they introduced that 
big man which belt was that it was like 1998 i think it was a big i believe it was 98 yeah yeah it was that big circular belt but when they first introduced it to austin it had a light blue strap on it <laughs> did i just say strap on <laughs> whoa i was gonna let it die but <laughs> carry on uh, austin 316 shirt stone cold hat comes with three heads and a microphone and a gold chain that comes on Austin in the package, but it doesn't look good. I wish they would remove that gold chain. Actually, Brandon pointed it out, and I looked at it a little bit closer, and I was like, yeah, Brandon's right. It doesn't need to be there. If it was just an extra accessory in the package, that's fine, but that's okay. It's just a small little thing. I will actually be purchasing both of these, despite me having so many Stone Cold figures going back to Jack's days. This is a fantastic Stone Cold figure, and it's gotten me to put down the twenty nine ninety nine, thirty bucks, whatever, for this figure. So it's funny that you mentioned that, Jeff, because we've talked about that a lot. Where we're like, we've even talked about it in nostalgia segments, where I believe we referred to a Kofi Kingston figure as a quote unquote throwaway, or maybe it was an Xavier Woods. I don't remember, but we referred to him as a throwaway because there have been so many dating back to Jax. So when you come across a name like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes, we've gotten a crap ton of Stone Cold Steve Austin figures. What is it about this one that jumps out that makes you want to purchase another Stone Cold figure? Because I agree with you. It's wonder. I love the figure. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Mattel just knocked it out of the park on both of these. You're absolutely right about that. But what is it about the Stone Cold that makes you want to drop 30 bucks to have another one in your collection? The blue strap on. Oh, I mean the heavyweight title with the blue strap on. the beads. <laughs> um no i think it just looks great the three heads i love the different heads that are that come with the figure i mean i'm not opening it up but i still appreciate looking at the different head sculpts that they put in with elite figures or ultimate edition figures the austin 316 shirt looks cool i love the accessories i just like it it's i know it's just black trunks black boots knee pads stone cold figure but it's the accessories that really put it over the top it looks good. It, you could tell there was a little bit more love put into it. I just think it looks good, and I'm going to plop down the 30 bucks for it. Okay, so because they really dressed it up as an Ultimate Edition, you're going to purchase this one, but you did not purchase the Royal Rumble figure. Correct. Well, I never even saw that Royal Rumble series out here. The only one I ever saw was Umaga, and the card was beat to shit. So if you had seen Stone Cold, you would have bought it? No, I still wouldn't have bought it. <laughs> okay, see, I wouldn't have either. And for the same reason that you mentioned, we've had so many Stone Cold figures. I'm just wondering, because I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm thinking about pre-ordering it as well. I would probably get the flair before the Austin if I had to pick one over the other. But you're right. The dressing up of an Ultimate Edition figure, all of the accessories, the different heads, that's a lot of work that they put into the figure. And I agree with you. That makes it worth the 30 bucks, even though you have... 20, 30 Stone Colds in your collection, this one definitely would stand out. So I agree with you. Now, I do want to go back to the Ric Flair. The Ric Flair looks fantastic. That may be one of the best Ultimate Edition figures they've done to date. Just the both heads, the robe. Uh, it just screams late 80s Ric Flair. He has the purple knee pads that are really pulled down around the boots. Uh, I love that Ric Flair so much, dude. That might be the greatest Ric Flair figure ever made. Even more so than the one with the suit that was part of the Build-A-Figure? That one was really good, but I think so, dude. Okay. Okay, I agree with you. It is a badass-looking Ric Flair, and I'm actually tempted to get that one strictly for the purpose of displaying him with the Four Horsemen set, even though I don't have J.J. Dillon. 
But that flair, I think, is way better than the one that came with the Four Horsemen set. So I'm really tempted on that one. You know what? I'm just looking at our show notes, and I spelled Rick, R-I-C-K. Instead you know, of I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, man. You must be so embarrassed, though. I just need to delete my Twitter right now. Yeah, wipe it out. Wipe it out, because here comes the hate messages. Show's done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody would even know, dude, if uh, I put R-I-C-K on the show notes. <laughs> I know. You're all about full disclosure. Good for you. You're a very <laughs> honest man, Jeff. I am, to a, to a fault. Scott, <laughs> next, they did show a bunch of reveals on Saturday, and it was kind of underwhelming. Yeah, it fell a little flat, right? Yeah, I would say so. So here's what was shown last Saturday. WWE top picks. Next four are Roman Reigns. He'll have the Wreck Everyone t-shirt, vest, extra head. Rey Mysterio will come with a t-shirt. Drew McIntyre will come with the heavyweight title. And John Cena in his Thugonomics gear, Word Life t-shirt, Word Life Nux, chain, and a Word Life hat. I'm actually very tempted on that figure, Jeff. Do you know why? Because you love that version of Cena. Uh, not only that, I own that shirt. Do you still own that? Yeah, do I still wear that? I actually wore the the. I think I got it right around WrestleMania 29. Oh wait, WrestleMania 29. Yes. The word life, dude. That wasn't that shirt back in like. No, it was a re-release. Oh, it was a re-release. Oh, okay. Yes, I didn't get it when it first came out, and then I started wearing those styles of shirts. It's a, uh, They call it a raglan. It's a three and three-quarter sleeve. So it's a white base shirt with the black sleeves on it, three and three-quarter. And I started wearing those shirts a lot when they re-released that one. And I got it. I wore it to WrestleMania 29. I think it was the first time I had worn it. And I wear it all the time now, all the time. So I saw that figure, and I was like, I might need to get that one. Hold on. 2002's calling. Let me answer it. <laughs> That wasn't from 2002. It wasn't? You clown. That was like 06, dude. Oh, no, that wasn't 06. That was like 03. The the old old school WW logo? No, that was not 03. The word life era, era, wasn't it? It was like 03, 04. That shirt came out in 03 or 04? I think so, dude. Oh my goodness, am I getting old. Well, they re-released it in like 09. 09, uh, 2010, 2011, somewhere in there. And I wore it to 29. Hold on, 2002 is calling back. <laughs> Will you stop? Get out of here. Forget I ever mentioned anything about the figure. Just move on to the next one. Jeez. <laughs> so we usually don't talk base, <laughs> basics on here. But I did pull the variants for basic 119. It's a Lacey Evans variant. She'll be in the blue and yellow. I also wanted to point out it was Dominic Dijakovic's first figure. I thought it looked okay. That looked pretty good from his NXT days. Yeah, and it's already outdated. I know, right? Yeah, now he's, what, T-Bag or something like that in Retribution, whatever his name is. <laughs> Crow Slap or something, whatever they call him. Close, close. Crapjack, I don't know what his name is. I also pulled Basic 120. Now, this one was weird. I don't know if you caught this one, Scott. Edge? Oh, yeah, unfortunately I did. In a Get Grit shirt? I don't know if that's his new shirt. I haven't been on WWE Shop in a while. Wait, that wasn't the chest tattoo that said Get Grit? The Scott Steiner chest tattoo? Yeah. I, at first glance, I thought it was just his flesh. And they gave him a weird chest tattoo. I'm like, what in the hell edge figure is that? It's basic. They can play around with that a little bit. Yeah, but the skin tone and the shirt color shouldn't be that close. It's like Ultimate Warrior's bodysuit at SummerSlam 92. Y yes, exactly. But much more off-putting. I bald Shawn Michaels. Oh, boy. 
Dude, okay, I know what they were going for, but they made that dome way too large. It's like his new era hat is like nine and three quarters or something. Oh my goodness. Is that the Shawn Michaels figure we really needed in our lives? Really? Bald Shawn Michaels? It's pretty scary, dude. This is the best 2021 can do for us now? Is a bald Shawn Michaels basic? As I said, it's a basic. They can play around a little bit. Stop it, Mattel. Don't do any more bald Shawn Michaels, please. If you're going to do that, at least put a hat on the poor man. And last is Scarlett Bordeaux. Bordeaux? Bordeaux? Like Bordeaux? Bordeaux? Yes. (laughs) Bordeaux. That was a hockey goalie. (laughs) It was a hockey goalie from back in the day. Yeah, it's Martin's sister, Scarlett. (laughs) Uh, Scarlett from NXT. Regular figure is her in the full body suit the variant is her in the non-full body suit where she's just got the top the shorts and thigh high boots so that is the variant and that also rounds out the news anything you want to add for those scott no and again they're basic so we're not too hard on them but that's sean michaels it's just come on who was asking for that <laughs> nobody was asking for that i mean if they wanted to take a step no. they need to kind of trim down the dome a little bit man poor Shawn michaels like i said if you're gonna do that put a hat on the poor guy at least it was funny too because the face itself wasn't bad but it was that extra brain piece up on top yes so much head stop it (laughs) that's what he said Uh, no see you're in the gutter tonight dude i'm gonna have you thrown out of here i'm all over the place tonight you're a regular benny hill today Scott, that rounds out the news. We need to go back in time to WWE Elite Series 9. What you say? Let's go back. We're going back in time for nostalgia. We're going back in time, time, time for nostalgia. Scott, before we get into WWE Elite Series 9... We mentioned them last week, and we want you guys to do it again. Log on to Wrestling Figure Database and follow along while we read off the Elite Series that we are discussing. WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Click over on WWE Elite Series 9, and you can follow along. So, Scott, what you got for WWE Elite Series 9? Yes, sir. First up in WWE Mattel Elite Series 9, Zack Ryder, and he was in a mesh soft goods black jacket sunglasses accessory and he was in his purple and orange gear that was the trunks and tights combo next up miz and he came with the u.s title a full length black jacket that was the poly pocket style not a soft goods he was in black and white gear and jeff this figure was very similar to that toys r us exclusive wrestlemania 27 miz that was released correct except different tights trunks trunks tights. trunks sir man I'm doing it again. Jonathan Mayer knows what it's like to go through this. 270 episodes. We're still working at it. It's okay. Been a wrestling fan for 36 years. I think I'd still get it right then. (laughs) It happens. Next up, Randy Orton. And he came with a gas mask, soft goods t-shirt. MVP came with gold chains around his neck as an accessory. Also a headband accessory. And he was in his black and red. I call it onesie gear, Jeff. Oh, okay. I like the way you uh, titled that. Yeah, it looks like a onesie, and it was black and red. Kofi, and he came with yellow and black 
I guess, track pants or sweatpants. They were those big puffy pants he would wear to the ring. Yep. And then take them off when he went to wrestle. But he came with yellow and black pants and had matching black and yellow gear under the pants. And finally, rounding out Series 9, Luke Gallows came with a black beanie accessory with SESLG on it for Straight Edge Society, Luke Gallows, and a Polly Pocket style vest, black, by the way. And that rounds out Mattel WWE Elite Series 9. Scott, you have a story about getting the Miz figure signed. Yes, I do. Um, Miz was actually signing at the old Kmart. I say old because Kmart's not around anymore. Old Kmart in San Leandro. And I came from Tracy. And on the way into San Leandro, stopped and picked up Celeste because you were working that day or you had a softball game or something? No, I was in Colorado. Okay, so you were working. Yeah. Okay, got it. So Celeste agreed to go with me so that she could get a misfigure signed for you. And I do have, well, it's not that misfigure. I didn't get the Elite 9 signed. I got the WrestleMania 27 figure that looks almost exactly like it signed by Miz that day. Where did he sign his autograph? So with this packaging, and you had talked about it last week, Jeff, it's kind of a, a weird cut on the packaging. Right. And in one of the corners, it has a picture of the wrestler. Yep. And he signed Miz with the little face thing that he does on there on a signature. Yep. He signed that over his face on the cardboard. He didn't I... sign on the plastic window. He signed over his, his face. And I think he did that, Jeff, because there's a lot of black gear going on on the figure. And he was using black Sharpie. And okay. I think out of consideration, he signed on where you could actually see the signature instead of signing on the window. Didn't think about it for the longest time. And then I looked at it and I'm like... Maybe that's why he did it. Maybe he was just being considerate. So he did the same thing to mine because, as you said, the picture of the wrestler is in the lower, if you're looking at the package, the lower right-hand side. He signed in black Sharpie Miz over his right pectoral, but kind of the I and the Z go into the black part of the packaging. So it's hard to see the Z and the I. All you can see is the face that he kind of did. Gotcha. Okay. But if he had signed on the window in sharp, because we didn't have paint pens back then, that was 2011, I think. 2011. Yeah. We didn't have paint pens yet for signatures, or we didn't even think about using them yet for signatures. Uh, he, he couldn't have been less thrilled to be there that day. It seemed <laughs> like not that he had grumpy pants on, but it was more like, Ugh, I'm in San Leandro in a Kmart on a Saturday morning. My life sucks. <laughs> couldn't have been less thrilled. Um, but it was still cool. Got a picture with him, got the signature on it. And for the longest time, I could never figure out why he signed on his face. And I'm going to go with, he was being nice because he didn't want to sign in black Sharpie over black gear. Uh, very well could be. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe one of these days I'll meet him again and have an uncomfortable conversation like I did with Sting. <laughs> mark, 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 Mark. Yeah, that's mark. my thing. That's what I do. <laughs> I apologize to everyone. I forgot to pull the eBay listings that was my fault. I will bring that back next week. Favorite figure out of this one? I'm going to go to Luke Gallows. I thought it looked really good. I'm with you on that. I love that Gallows figure. I had actually forgotten about that one until we went back to do the research on it. And I'm like, wow. Like, I bet that figure looks great next to that SES Punk that came out. Yeah. The Randy Orton, he seemed it seemed like his body was really thin. I can't explain it. It just looked like he was th really thin. Uh, the Miz is cool with the U.S. title, the way he's dressed up. I think it looks cool. 
And it's a solid sculpt job on that one, too. Yeah, exactly. So it's a good series. Series 9 is a pretty good series. Uh, Luke Allos being the best figure. Yeah, I agree with you. I love the Miz figure. The MVP is outstanding, but it's on par with the earlier MVP that had come out. Uh, but the standout for me definitely is the Gallows figure. Absolutely. Scott, that rounds out WWE Elite Series 9. It is now time to jump into the listener segment. What do you say we jump into them? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen. Scott, the first audio comes in from my buddy Norm. Let's see what Norm's got to say. Hi, Scott and Jeff. It's your buddy Norm from the Bay Area. I hope you and your families are doing well. Jeff, it was so good to see you last Sunday for a mini Fig Life Meetup, the Bay Area edition. I truly enjoy our conversation about life, Buffalo Bills, and of course, action figures. Hopefully we can get a Buffalo Bills edition Fig Life Meetup in the fall with GBM and Nova. It would be good to revisit home, get some good pizza, wings, and catch a Buffalo Bills game. I just wanted to chime in on the New Japan Pro Wrestling Series 3 action figures. Here are the four figures that I would personally want. So we got the announcement recently of Jay Wright. I'm super excited about this figure. He is on my top three favorite wrestlers list. Um, He is on all the posters now as one of the top five wrestlers of New Japan. And the other three figures that I would like to round out the series are Kenta, Kota Ibushi, and a Dark Horse figure, Ryusuke Taguchi. Um, with Kenta, I truly felt robbed that we never got an NXT Kenta Elite figure after he left WWE. Of course, we saw the images of it, and I thought it was just a really, really great figure. Uh, of course, Kenta is a legend in Japan. And he also fits in right in with having a Bullet Club figure within that line. Since he's known in the States and in Japan, uh, it would be a popular figure. We also need a Kota Ibushi action figure, of course. You cannot not have him in Series 3. He is currently the double champ. You can recreate the Golden Lovers with this figure. I think that Super 7 would need to give us, as an accessory, Kota Ibushi's possess face it's one of the facial expression that he does every match when when he needs to bring it to to another level um, that's his version of hulking up in terms of other success accessories i think it's a perfect opportunity to give him the iwgp heavyweight champion and the intercontinental title this will complete the look of him being a double champ And one last accessory that I would include is Koda is known for his high-flying style. Maybe Super 7 can include a display stand that will help him capture those moves. And lastly, we definitely need to include a Ryusuke Taguchi action figure. He, in my opinion, is an important part of New Japan history. Ryusuke teamed up with Finn Balor, a.k.a. Prince Devitt, has Apollo 55. And those two will always be tied together uh, with Finn's career, his career. And as a tag team of Apollo 55, they wrestle Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi twice for the titles. Most consider 
those two title matches against the Golden Lover to be some of the best wrestling they've ever seen and maybe perhaps the best juniors tag match ever. And in 2014, Apollo 55 ended their partnership with Prince Devitt betraying Taguchi. And in that match, that was the first time the world was introduced to the Bullet Club. And of course, with the introduction of Bullet Club, it changed the projection of wrestling's future. And lastly, a fun fact about Ryusuke Taguchi. In his Young Lions class, it included Yoshitatsu, who wrestled for WWE, Hiroki Goto, and lastly, Shinsuke Nakamura. So for me, Taguchi will always be an important part of New Japan Wrestling. And lastly, to close out this audio, um, Jeff had mentioned about Tegan Knox's basic figure last week and about how great it is. Um, it is personally one of my favorites ever, basic ever. I know you guys cover and do a lot of reviews on the Elite line, but I'm curious as to what are your top five basics? For me, it's Mankind Basic from Series 45. This figure was just so well done that it can pass off as an Elite. Uh, my second one is AJ Lee from Basic 53. And I believe this was her last WWE figure. The next one I, I truly like is the Ultimate Warrior Basic from Series 29. He was in his uh, neon green trunks. I love this figure because it matches the attire that he had on his WWF Hasbro figure. The next one actually has a nice story to it. Uh, Kane from Series 26. Uh, this one has somewhat of a sentimental value to me. It was the time that I had just moved to Buffalo. And this is the figure that really rekindled my, my love for, for collecting. Uh, and and I, I, I still have that figure today. So I, I do cherish that figure a lot for just getting me back into collecting. And of course, lastly, Tegan Knox. I thought this figure was just done so well. You know, you have her green highlights on her hair. They got every tattoo that she has. And even the one that's covered behind her hair. Uh, she got the two knee braces that, that she has on. And I just overall thought it was a great facial scan. So yeah, definitely would like to hear what are your top fives. Uh, that's it for now. I look forward to seeing you both in the near and safe future. Uh, let's definitely mark our calendar for the San Jose Toy Show. Have a great one, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Norm, for sending that in. That is a hell of an idea on Taguchi. I didn't even think of Taguchi. The other thing that we have to think of is would this person move? Would someone drop $45 on this person? In Japan, people would probably drop 45 bucks on Taguchi. In the States, I don't foresee that happening. I agree with you on Koda. I agree with you on Kenta. And actually, that was one person I should have thrown into the Bullet Club, Scott. When we were talking if they keep it factions, it should have been Jay White, Kenta, and Gorillas of Destiny if they keep it Bullet Club. But I said Ishimori, who is the junior out of the headlining junior out of the Bullet Club, but but Kenta would make way more sense. Especially like Norm mentioned, they never made an elite of him. So that would be amazing. But if they separate it and go away from factions, then Jay White, Kota Ibushi, 
I actually agree with him on Kenta. We never got that Kenta elite. So I agree with him on Kenta. Yeah. And man, one more. I want to say Tama Tonga because Tama's like he was talking about Taguchi. Tama Tonga has such a history in New Japan. Not as much as Taguchi, but. What about Dragon Lee? Uh, Dragon Lee only shows up like every once in a while. I mean, yeah, he was their junior champion for a little bit, but he's more Ring of Honor. He's not New Japan. Okay, gotcha. Oh, man. Kota, Jay White, Kenta. Jeff Cobb? Jeff Cobb would be a good one to throw in there, especially now that he's in the faction with Will Ossipre. Yeah. Um, That would be a good one. I wouldn't hate that at all. The more I was thinking about the Juice Robinson one, I kind of dug it. But again, it's that selling point. Who are you going to put the $45 down for? Right, exactly. That's the big thing. You're going to be paying almost 50 bucks for a person. Right. But I love Norm giving us a history lesson about Taguchi. I thought that was great. And hey, can we agree that anytime we get a question from Norm, it becomes like Norm at Cheers? Like, Norm! He's probably tired of hearing that. How could you ever be tired of that? It's a celebration of his name. Well, how many people called us cartoon when we were younger? Well, you know, when you pop them in the mouth one time, they don't do that anymore. Uh, now moving along to his next question, top five favorite basics of all time. I was writing mine down while Norm's question was going, so I'll go first, Scott. Okay. My first favorite is, in no particular order, because I was just doing this on the fly, Hulk Hogan in the t-shirt series that was at Walmart back in the day. Oh, that is a good figure, yes. Number two, the Roddy Piper t-shirt series that I got you back in 2015, right before he passed. Still up on the wall. I love that figure. It's And good brother Deontay sent that over to me. Very nice. Such yeah. a good dude. Oh, dude. How great is that guy? <clears throat> no, I love Deontay. Yeah. Third on my list, the Bret Hart SummerSlam. The only Bret Hart face scan that they've actually captured. Next up, we talked about this one earlier, Ric Flair in the suit. Okay, that's one of mine. Spoiler. And next up again, I actually had a tough time between Sting in the green tights, which is one of the best basics ever made, and Ricky Steamboat, where he was in the white. Oh, both are solid. I'm doing a 5A and 5B. Screw it. Okay. Very good. So mine is Basic 98 Ultimate Warrior, which I have proclaimed to be the best basic of all time. Which one was it? Uh, he was in the yellow. Oh, that's right. That is a good basic. Good call. Yes, that is the best basic of all time. Second is the Ric Flair in the suit. Third is the Finn Balor that came with the NXT ring at Target, where he was in the black and white paint. Good call. Next would be the Sting in the green tights. And last would be the Natalia. Was that 56 or 59 where she was in the black jacket? Don't ask me. I don't remember which one it was, but it was the Natalia. She was in the black outfit. Outstanding basic of her. And that would be my top five. Uh, dude, don't even ask me about basic numbers. I only know about. <laughs> I only know the warrior one because it wasn't the best basic of all time. So I had 98 memorized. I don't want to look over that Tegan Knox. That Tegan Knox is really good. I thought they did it. They captured her really, really well. So I do agree with Norm. Unfortunately, it didn't capture my top five because being the old school kids that we are and going back to seeing Hogan in the t-shirt, the Hulk rules. I, I love that figure, the Piper, the Brett, Flair. Anyways, so on and so forth. But that Tegan Knox is really good, so I don't want to look that over. Yeah, it's outstanding. Love that figure. 
Thank you, Nor, for sending in your first audio question. Scott, next question comes in from Justin Summers. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly listener question. I just got home from work, and in between work and home, I kind of went on a little fig hunt. Close to my work, there's a Walmart, and close to my home, there's a Target. The Walmart that's close to my work is actually okay. They seem to have more stuff than the Walmart that I frequent for my groceries. So I went in there, want to see what they had, nothing much. So then they go to my Target. Walk in there, they got some things. Like one thing I'm in the hunt for, and I don't want to pay anything above retail, and that includes shipping, so I'd rather find it in person for the price point that it is. And that is the Ring Cart Macho Man. I kind of have a little Macho Man collection going, and I think that would be a nice addition. I think it would look really great next to my figure of the year, Slim Jim Macho Man. And I don't care how low any jabroni rates that. But anyway, the only one they have is Andre, so I was like, yeah, okay, that it's kind of cool, but not as good as Macho. The selections of figures were, they were okay too. Still had a Bobby Heenan sitting there. And I was like, ugh. And I, I looked around everything else, like the NECA section and all those collectibles. And I checked some other figure aisles. But I went back there to just kind of like, look, maybe there was a macho hiding. Because one of my friends does work there. He is a wrestling fan. And I see him being the kind of person that would do that. Didn't find it. Before I leave the aisle, I turn to my left to exit and boom, there is a WrestleMania series end cap display. And all the figures were there except for one. And oddly enough, the one missing was one of the ones I was looking for, and that's Shawn Michaels. Other than that, I counted them all up. There was three of every figure except for HBK. So my choices were one with crooked glasses, which I put back, or this other one, which I thought was fine, and I walked away, and then I looked as someone who is a men on card collector, there was kind of a hole in the front of the package. I turned around, went back, and I said, I would rather have one that is in a package that is mint with the glasses kind of off or then whether than one with a hole in it. So that was my big pickup of today. But I'm not here to talk about that. I just want to share my excitement because I'm fresh, fresh off the uh, toy spotting, the fake hunt. I'm really happy on that one. But this weekend or today that this is coming out, I'm going to be making a trip down to Lexington, Kentucky to go to Toy Vomit, which for me is a five hour drive. But that five hour drive isn't just to go to a toy store. No, it is also to have a meet and greet with Danhausen. Now, I've met Danhausen many times. He's been in AIW in Cleveland, just a, a whole hell of a bunch. And I've got to watch his transition into the character that we see today. But me and two of my friends are making the five hour trip down there getting our pictures with Danhausen, getting something signed. I think I'm going to get my micro brawler signed. There's nothing else that I really want of his signed. I have a bunch of 8x10s already signed by him. So I think I'm going with the micro brawler. And while I'm there, I'm planning on looking through all of their figures and picking up a bunch that I'm missing. And that's going to lead to my question this week. And it's actually wrestling figure related. One of the series that I have decided that I'm going to start collecting and I started this over the summer, and that is the Stomp series. I have all of series one. I have Owen and Stone Cold from series two and Sable from series three. My question to you guys, and this is a question that I want to get other people's opinion on because I wasn't really following along as much to collecting and everything, especially during the Jack series. I'm more like more of a recent newer collector. But do you consider 
Camo Carnage to be Series 4 of Stomp. Basically, what I'm asking is, since I'm trying to collect all of Stomp, do I need to collect Camo Carnage? I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about it, whether I should fork out the extra money and pick those up. I have seen them all, I think, in person. But since I was going by, well, it doesn't say Stomp on it, so I'm not going to get them. But the more I think about it, they are kind of like Stomp, just not Stomp. Anyway, that'll do it for me. That would be my time. Can't wait to hear your answers. And I'll take those answers off the air. Have a great one, guys. Thank you, Justin. Um, Is Camel Carnage a run-on of Stomp? I, technically, yes, just with a different name. Uh, Camel Carnage was a line that came out, and it didn't last long. Um, they had a couple Steve Austins, if I'm not mistaken. They also had an X-Pac with a, like a, a Billy Club and like all of DX, I think. I think so, dude. Stomp. We all remember that. It was basically them in army gear or I remember you were all stoked to get the Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> you son of a. You were. You were a big Ahmed Johnson fan. And... Okay, I was. But let's be perfectly clear. I was not a big fan of the Stomp line. Yeah, but you had to have the Ahmed Johnson. Ugh. Oh boy. Yeah, that. Mm-mm. I 100% honesty. I did not care for the Stomp series at all, and those were easy passes for me. But I'll be perfectly honest as well. With Jax was releasing a ton of product, like late 90s, early 2000s. There were so many series that came and went. It was a blur. Obviously, I remember Stomp because it it was so much different from the main lines that were coming out, like their Bone Crunchers or the Slammers, the two packs of Too Tough, what have you. But Stomp definitely stood apart, but I barely remember Series 1 of Stomp, and I barely remembered Camel Carnage at all. Full disclosure, I had to go look up pictures because I didn't really remember these coming out. They were all passes for me because as we've talked about on the show, like the gimmicky lines, we tend to stay away from. The Slammer series overall, I would have veered away from had they not made Patriot and Brian Pillman. So for me, the gimmicky ones have always been a pass. I know you're kind of the same way, Jeff. That said, I think I did have a couple of the Stomp figures. I had none of the Camo Carnage. But to answer your question, Justin, going back and looking at them, if it quacks like a duck and it walks like a duck and it looks like a duck, it's a duck. Those Camo Carnage are stomp figures through and through. It may not say stomp on the package, but that's like a first cousin, if anything, without saying stomp on it. So if I were a completist and I had a bunch of the stomp figures, I would be adding the Camo Carnage to the collection. It's funny, you mentioned the Brian Pillman figure. That was the one stomp figure I had to have because it was Pillman. I loved Pillman from his WCW days all the way up until his WWF days. I loved Pillman, and I didn't care that it was a stomp figure. I had to have it. Yeah, and like I said, too, with the Slammers, like I would have completely stayed away, but they made a Taka, they made a Pillman, they made a Patriot, so I had to have them. And they were the first introductions, I believe, into the line overall. And they came out in the Slammer series. I'm like, well, I have to buy them. I remember seeing them at KB Toys. I'm like, yeah, these are coming home. But I only had a couple of the stomps. That was just way too over the top. But if it was a figure that you could have out of the package without all the gear on it, and it still looked like it belonged in your wrestling ring, I would buy it. But that said, I didn't own many of the stomps at all. And overall was not a fan of that line. 
Justin, be safe driving down meeting Danhausen. Oh, and an autograph on a micro brawler. Uh, Jeff, you have that, don't you? Yeah, it was with a person that uh, is not a good person. So, well, uh, oh. we'll, yeah, we'll just leave that be. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, but that that aside, how does the autograph look on the micro brawler package? It actually looks really good. So what I did is I got a, a paint pen and I had him sign up along the dark part where they kind of folded over and staple the plastic. Okay. All that part. Anyways, I had him sign on there and it actually looks really cool. Things happened with that person and I put the micro brawler away. I couldn't, I just couldn't. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't, I can't even with him. It was, <laughs> right. We won't say any names, but we can't even. Yeah, we can't even. So Justin, be safe driving down there. And if you must, spay and neuter your animals. <laughs> you guys and you're spaying. <laughs> and you're neutering. Goodness sake. <laughs> and your beads. You're just so over the top. Tonight's show. What the hell is going on? What is going on? <laughs> Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott. JT here back with that weekly question. This week, I wanted to ask you guys, what is your favorite type of pizza? Ooh. Oh. I'm rubbing my hands together. It's nitty gritty here. Fat boy cat's coming out. <laughs> I'm, I'm making like heavy boy noises right now. Like heavy breathing. My two favorites are stuffed crust cheese pizza and bacon mm-hmm. chicken ranch pizza. Mm-hmm. Yes. A pizza that has bacon, chicken, and ranch on it. It's good as it sounds. Trust me. Oh, no, I know, man. Because they... <laughs> I, okay, I promise I'm not working blue on this one. But there's a place out here called Papa Murphy's. Now, I don't know if it's nationwide. It's just we've always known it on the West Coast. But anyways, Papa Murphy's is a take and bake place. They have a pizza there that has chicken, bacon, olive. And what I would do is get a white sauce on it. And they call it the cowboy. So I would go into Papa Murphy's and I would ask for a large cowboy with the white sauce. (laughs) I promise I'm not working blue on this one, man. <laughs> They're like, if only we had a dime for every time somebody came in here asking for a large cowboy with the white sauce. So I definitely know about the chicken bacon ranch. That is delicious stuff, man. Okay, two favorite favorite pizzas. Um, Giordano's in Chicago, and I know... Steve from the PPW podcast is going to strangle me for saying that, but I love that pizza, man. Giordano's in Chicago. I know it's a chain out there. So good though. Is he a pizzeria uno guy? Is that why he'd strangle you? Uh, there's a lot of mom and pop shops that do it better in his eyes. I haven't tried those mom and pop shops. Obviously I would be more than willing to give it a shot. I've got a COVID belly on going on right now that I can't lose. So bring on all the pizzas. (laughs) Love all of the pizza. And I do love Lombardi's in New York. That is another one that is fantastic. And I got to go with Presidente from Barstool Sports. John's on Bleecker. Oh, that's some good pizza. That's on my bucket list, dude. Before I die, I got to eat there. Oh, dude, it's so good. Presidente gave it a 9.4. And I said this before. The very first slice I ate was an 8.6. When I ate the second slice, I don't know what happened in the time between the first slice and the second slice. The second slice was like a 9-2, I agree with him. That wow. was so damn good. Lombardi's is one of my favorite 
out in New York. He gave that a like a six seven or something, a six eight, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Horrible, no. horrible. Yeah, don't you do that. No, uh, how dare he? <laughs> so those are some of my favorite pizzas. How about you, Scott? So if you're just going, what do you normally get at any pizza place? My go-to is a pepperoni with double cheese. That's always my go-to. Like you ask me what kind of pizza you want, pepperoni, double cheese, every single time. There is a place here in Tracy called Hella Pie. And it's a new place that just opened up maybe seven or eight months ago. And it's one of those, when we sell out, we're closing the doors for the day. It's one of those types of places. And a lot of times the normal closing time is like seven. And a lot of times they're closed by five because Damn. they sell pizzas like mad out here. You got to try them when you come out here to someone uh, sometime, dude. Okay. But they had a special a couple weeks back. And I think I told you about it. It was called a Bam Bam Bigelow. Yes. And it was pepperoni, sausage, and linguisa. And holy crap, was that good? Oh my goodness. It's my new favorite spot in town. It used to be Mountain Mike's locally, but that's been trumped and it is now hella pie. <laughs> I'm going to echo what you said about Lombardi's in New York. Mm-hmm. Shannon and I went there and we got a, I want to say it was like a, a half cheese, half pepper. No, we didn't even get pepperoni. We just got a cheese. And normally if she and I get a large, there's some going home. We got a large cheese at Lombardi's mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. We ate the whole thing, dude. It was so good. Probably the best pizza I've ever had in my life. Shannon still talks about it and it's the sauce. That's what made the pizza for us was the sauce. It was so good. Chicago, we got pizza in the Hard Rock bar because Shannon and I were staying at the Hard Rock Hotel. You were at a hotel across the street. You, Shan, me, and uh, your ex were drinking in the bar at the Hard Rock. And we asked the dude if there were any restaurants open. And he's like, you guys can order pizza straight to the bar here. And it was like the heavens opened, angels were singing, it was incredible. And <laughs> I forget the name of the place that delivered it, but it was a double-decker pepperoni pizza. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I remember how good Giordano's was. I don't remember the name of the place that delivered that double-decker pepperoni pizza, but I remember how good that pizza was over how good Giordano's was. That was some of the best pizza I've ever had. And it wasn't your Chicago-style it was two basic pies basically stapped or slapped on top of each other. And it was awesome. Maybe it was because I was drunk. A few too many Captain and Cokes that night. But that is some of the best pizza I've ever had. And dude, literally my mouth is watering right now. Because <laughs> you want hella pie? Uh, dude, I, I yeah. <laughs> I want hella pie right now. Yeah, no, I'm totally craving a pizza. But yeah, you know, it's funny. Mexican food has always been my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I always joke that I could eat Mexican food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. No problem. It seems like over the last couple of years, pizza has overtaken Mexican food. Like Mexican food has been the ruler for years with me. But over the last couple of years, pizza's really climbing the charts. And I, I, I don't know if it's for sure, but pizza might be the number one now. No way. I th- dude, honestly, I think it is. Like I have acquired such a love for pizza. Like it's insane. Like that place opened up here in Tracy. I'm like, I have to try them. Like I had to. And when they had the Bam Bam Bigelow, I'm like, oh, that's it. Like if they opened up a whole part of their menu, just wrestler names. And it's a special. It's only there for a week. And when it's gone, it's gone. But I'm going to make make a suggestion to them. Add wrestler names to your pizza and do it once a week. I'll give you 52 names right now. And we'll just make pizzas after them. <laughs> dude, why don't you do that? Why don't you walk in and go, dude, I love your pizzas. But we need a Hogan or a Hulkin' Up. That'd be a hell of a pizza name. 
Yes. Yes, for sure. And a macho man, you got to have a macho man pizza. I'm thinking a, a, a Bundy and that'll literally be every single topping in the joint goes on the pizza. <laughs> I'm um, liking this. Yeah. You should call it the savage and just Ooh, have, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Bundy. I don't know what you do or you could do the animal and have it either a after George, the animal steal or road warrior animal. Oh, okay. I don't know. That's, that's a hell of an idea right there. If I do George, the animal steal, it's got to have pesto on it for the green tongue. Although a lot of people would argue pesto doesn't go on pizza. A lot of people would also argue white sauce does not belong on pizza. If you put white sauce or pesto on pizza, it's not really pizza anymore. It's something else entirely. I am not one of those people, but people make that argument. Yeah. You could have the four horsemen. You, you could go on and on the dragon. That would be awesome, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Go in and recommend to them that they need wrestlers on their pizzas. I left them a really good Yelp. I left them a good Yelp. So that's, yeah, I have that going for me. So I'll walk in with credentials. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm the five-star Yelp guy. <laughs> How many Yelp reviews have you given? Mm, under 10. Okay. I don't think they're going to pay attention to yours. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I have you... a wrestling figure podcast and I've Yelped less than 10 times. <laughs> I'd like to make a suggestion, please. <laughs> Get me your manager. Scott Carantoon. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> we're putting that on a shirt we need to <laughs> scott that rounds out the show i want everybody to check out wrestling figure database and wrestling toy tracker as well we've talked about so many figures that are on wrestling toy tracker tonight i think we have i'm just gonna say that maybe lying i don't care we discussed hasbros yes so well, i should say norm discussed hasbros but we want you to check the prices on LJN, Galoobs, Hasbros, Just Toys Bendems, Retros, and Defining Moments over at WrestlingToyTracker.com. Scott Eaglemoss. Yes, guys, if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone, look no further than Eaglemoss. They have a ton of properties under their umbrella from DC to Battlestar Galactica to Star Trek and, of course, to WWE. They have legends. They have current roster Check it out. You will not be disappointed. You will love their line of statues. Give Eagle Moss a follow on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Also, another thing for Eagle Moss, I've been seeing these ads on YouTube where you can build cars, like die-cast cars. They have the Ecto-1, the Ghostbusters Ecto-1. Okay. Uh, I've seen the James Bond, one of James Bond's cars. Looks pretty cool. Oh, nice. There you go. Another reason to visit Eagle Moss. Absolutely. I am going to throw it back to the podcast buddies as well. And, of course, I'm going to shout out Breaker and Bane. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Also, Breaker does, you know it's fake, right? And, Scott, you and I are going to be coming up on there pretty soon. Yes, we will. Also, check out Power Hour Pro Wrestling and check out your world tag team champions, me and Scott. Scott and me. <laughs> Scott and I. Proper Just English. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. <laughs> You and I. <laughs> so check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. You know it's fake, right? And on YouTube, Power Hour Pro Wrestling with their tag team champions. Also, want to shout out Eric and Barry. They did a fantastic job on their sports card episode with Ken Golden. Fantastic interview. I just listened to that the other day. Ken goes over cards of the 80s, t signing Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, he just touches on a wide array of topics. Also, the cards that are going on today, he was saying that people are following trucks 
Scott, that have cards on it. It's getting crazy out there right now. Insane. And then they're going straight to target lining up. Yep. 30 people deep and then they get cards and they get right back in line. Insane. Yeah. Who would have thought sports cards made a huge comeback? Uh, Who who predicted that for 2021? (laughs) But I do want you guys to go and listen to Doing the Favor. Each week they do a sports show and a wrestling show. So doingthefavor.com. Also, you can listen to their shows. Also check out Steve and Eric over at the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Fun show each week that I must listen to the second it drops. Also, our buddies Seth, Sheena, and Marco over at the Chick Foley Show give their show a listen. It drops each Friday, a fun show. And check out their Facebook group. That's a lot of fun. Chick Foley Show on iTunes. You heard that sweet velvety voice earlier. Justin Summers over at the Wrestling Cheers podcast. Check out our buddy RJ over at Ringside Rant. Also, Rucker and Marty over at Boots of the Face. And I'm going to shout out Tim pulling up a chair. This week he has on Drew Vensel, one of the sweetest guys you'll ever meet. I am going to be listening that first thing tomorrow morning, Scott. Two great guys talking wrestling figures. You got to love it. I do a show on the Lucha Central Network, Lucha Libre Figures and Facts. And Scott, what you got for Drunk Wrestling History? Yes, Drunk Wrestling History. Give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. Our newest episode dropped on St. Patrick's Day. And I didn't want to spoil it last week, but it's all about Hornswoggle. Two drunk guys and their host get together and discuss Hornswoggle. You can imagine the comedy that ensues from there. Use your imagination. But it's Drunk Wrestling History on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk, where we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. That episode. (laughs) That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Is it as good as the Valentine's Day episode? Which one? Take your pick. Uh, Last year. Yes, it is. Last year's Valentine's Day episode was hilarious because of how drunk you were. And then this year's episode was pretty funny because of how drunk Ed was. So, yeah, I got to put the Valentine's Day episodes over that one. Those are our master of puppets. Like in terms of like having WrestleMania moments, it's our Valentine's Day episodes. <laughs> so check out Drunk Wrestling History. Also check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes, as always, the great, the amazing, the super talented Jason Wolf. Give him a follow on his social media accounts at The Art of Jason Wolf. Or better yet, head over to his website, Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com, where you can get in touch with the man himself. Check out his amazing artwork. Buy a commission off of him. He does sketch cards. But why you really want to follow this man, he does custom Hasbros. That's the main reason you want to check him out. If you are into custom Hasbros, got to follow his social media to find out when those drop his most recent release. Virgil sold out immediately, just like all of his other prior releases. I'm super happy I got my hands on those Road Warriors. They are super sweet. Can't wait to see who else he brings to the collection. But in order to find out who it's going to be and when it's going to be, give the man a follow on his social media at The Art of Jason Wolf or on his website, DoyleDraws.com. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. By the way, did you get your headphones hooks for your wrestling buddies? Not yet. I want to get the room done, done. Uh, So I have my TV stand coming next week, a TV this weekend. 
So I'll have that done. The room will be emptied out and then it's start, uh, time to start hanging stuff up. And that's when the headphone hooks will go on the wall. But that'll probably be the, actually, I'm going to do that before I do the artwork because I want to find a good spot in the room to put those pillow buddies up. So once the TV stand is done next week, then the headphone hooks go up and wrestling buddies will be on the wall. Artwork, like you're just going to start drawing stuff on the walls? Probably, yeah. You know, like Encino Man? <laughs> stick figures? <laughs> yeah, I'll be drawing stick figures on the wall in like charcoal. <laughs> Keep it rustic or caveman-ish. That's the way to do it, man. That's the way yes, to do it. Yes, but no, it, you know, the, the Mattingly jersey is going to go up. Uh, probably put the Kevin Steen stuff that you got me for Christmas a few years ago up on the wall. Um, thinking about the LJN posters going up on the wall. I've got that Chappelle show poster that you got me where he's Prince and Tyrone and a couple of other his characters. I want to put that poster up. So it's going to look awesome when it's done. But definitely, as everybody's kind of been following along with this, definitely a work in progress. I'm so excited to see the LJN posters hung up. Yeah, we'll see on those. That's what do you mean? We'll see. That needs to we'll be done. We'll see. <sighs> I know, but the problem is, is those things are a weird size, so I'd have to buy that many custom frames for all those posters we have. You're a weird size. Put those up. <laughs> I am a weird size. Why am I the same size standing up that I am laying down? Why is that? Have I achieved maximum density? <laughs> dude, you can get just get a frame, put them in there, and just hang it up, dude. It, but they're custom frames, though. Because yeah. those LJN posters are a strange size. Eh, you can do it. <laughs> just measure it, look on Amazon, and see what you got. It's fine. Just make it happen. I don't care the details. Just make it happen. Yeah, don't, I, I don't care about the deets. Just you sound it... like every boss ever. <laughs> I don't care. Just get it done. <laughs> Toss me the keys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Dane Cook's CD. Thanks, from... Dane. Dane Cook CD from 2003. Hey, 2003's calling. Holy crap. <laughs> Honey, let's go. Dane Cook special, HBO, 10 o'clock. Let's go. 15 minutes. Oh, man. I I can't wait to see that room done. It's coming along slowly, but it is coming along well. Yeah, now I got that stimmy money. Time to do some stupid stuff. I'm going to end the show right there. Scott, four episode, <laughs> four episode 270. Anything else? Stay six feet apart. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig license 2016. And happy toy hunting. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 270. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.